Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You know, being behind the scenes, you ain't got to show your face. Yeah. You know, you can come in a studio with no makeup on, yeah. and you can still talk. So <laughs> that kind of got me into radio, and it's kind of been doing it ever since, and hopefully I can stick Driving with it. through the kids, trying to keep ourselves from stressing out. What up, world? This is your host, Anthony Roberts of The Reality Is, where filter becomes extinct, man. And we got another show lined up for you guys today. First off, before I get started, I wanted to thank everyone who brought out a toy, who donated, who met me so I could pick up a toy for The Reality Is, its first annual Toys for Tides Drive. I also want to give a shout out to Ethan, the owner and uh, director at Deep Ellen Brewing Company, man. We appreciate you for allowing us to, to come out there and use your venue and for partnering with us. Um, I, ju I just want to say I appreciate it, and I thank everybody who contributed, man. We are, we're able to help out over 100 kids, man, with the toys that we received. Um, I also wanted to say, especially to the black community, sign up for these things. Sign up for the Toys for Tosh drives, for things at the Salvation Army, the turkey drives. A lot of times, you know, people who end up getting these toys and end up getting these turkeys are not truly less fortunate. Not saying that everybody doesn't need help. But I just want to make sure those less fortunate, black, white, Hispanic, people who are less fortunate, period, be sure to sign up for these 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 programs, you know. Don't let your ego get in the way, you know. It's people out here that truly, truly want to help you guys. And that's all I have to say about that. But again, man, we got a great show lined up for you guys. I had the homie Rachel Garrett come in from the Royal Tea. I had Alexis come in, her co-host from the Royal Tea at UTA Radio, iHeartRadio. And I had the homie Cool Boy come in the studio to co-host the show with me today. And man, we had a great, great show. If this uh, intro sounds a little funky, like I said, we like to be real about everything that we do. I am laying in bed right now with a blanket over my head doing this intro. So for all those podcasting heads who want to know how to start a podcast, who want to know what to do, build it from the ground up. You don't always have to have perfection. You don't always have to have everything in order for you to start what you're doing. Get the content together, get the good people around you and put it out there. That's what it's all about. So for all those people who want to start a podcast, do it with what you have. Start it with a phone, download SoundCloud, pay for the SoundCloud monthly fee, get that shit going, and do what you love to do. Again, I want to thank everybody who helped out for the toy drive. I want to thank everybody who came into the studio uh, this week to make this show great. And with no further ado, man, let's get to it. Chip. We also got the homie here, man, my classmate from UTA, Miss Rachel Garrett. How you doing today? I'm feeling good. You know, I got a nice view. Okay, <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling good. Nice Saturday. <laughs> and we got Coop back in the building. How you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm awesome. You sound 10 times better. Yay. That's was, a good thing, right? Yeah, you I was, a little worried about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, uh, when I edited the podcast, I was listening to it, and I was like, Damn, she sounds stuffed the fuck up. <laughs> I can breathe out of one nostril at least. Yeah, just one. Tra well, the tramadol, <laughs> just one. Yeah, the tramadol did. It must have been good for you. Slow, slow the show. That's what's up. We also wanted to let you guys know we're excited to announce that we're partnering with the Deep Ellen Brewing Company to host our first annual toy drive on behalf of Toys for Tots. So come out tonight, help make a difference for local children this holiday season by bringing a new unwrapped toy, mix and mingle with some of the faces behind the reality is, and make a few connections of your own and have a beer or two. So that's tonight, December 12th, from 6 to 10 p.m. at Deep Ellum Brewing Company. That's 2823 St. Louis Street in Dallas, Texas, 75226. If you come out tonight and bring a toy, 
they're going to give you a, I think it's a, a, a beer token where you can get one free drink on the house. So make sure you come out, meet somebody, don't be a wallflower, and have a good time, man. <laughs> so I wanted to kick the show off by kind of talking about Kwanzaa or Christmas because um, around this time, you know, you either celebrate either or. Yep. Uh, me personally, I used to think Kwanzaa was something that was originated back in like Africa, somewhere in Africa. And I know when I talked to Christian, like on Thursday, she was saying the same thing. But I found out from one of our guests is going to be on the show next uh, next week, Dr. Safisha Nzinga Hill, uh, that it was created in 1965, I think. And I'll get in a little bit more in the details uh, later on. But for me, I've been researching some things to probably get more into Kwanzaa because, first of all, Maybe I'm being so much like real pro-black, but like, of course, Christmas is a white holiday or a Christian holiday. Okay. And, you know, my mom didn't raise me saying that Santa Claus was bringing gifts or some, you know, white man was going to bring me gifts for Christmas. It was her, her hard-earned money, you know what I'm saying? And my dad, the time that he was around, bringing us gifts for us doing things that we needed to do. I feel like a lot of people are starting to shift towards Kwanzaa just because of the kind of like a tradition that's it kind of fits more of the black family it's created uh by a black professor from the long beach state in california and he basically said when he created it it was something that he wanted to give back to the community you know what i'm saying bring the community back together after the 1965 riots uh where the police had pulled over a guy who was you know drinking while driving but it wasn't the fact that they pulled him over it was what they did to him and how they treated him after they had pulled him over that kind of started that so i want to ask you guys like well, I guess starting with Rachel, what is your perspective when you hear Kwanzaa? What do you what comes to mind when you think about Kwanzaa? Okay, honestly, I don't know if some of y'all seen the Proud Family way back when when they had the Kwanzaa Fest episode. That's the only thing I really think about. You know, you yeah. think about um, the tribal prince from Africa. You, you know, throw that on, then you have um, oh gosh, I can what, what is the name of the thing? The dashiki. Yes. Okay. And then you got like the candle things. You light them each day, and yeah. each day they mean something. But honestly, my family never really celebrated Kwanzaa. I guess because they didn't know about, know about it. it yeah. You know, I didn't know that it originated in 1965. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Most so. people thought it would probably be like, yeah, I'm thinking way back when, you know, like, like Jesus and, you know, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody way back when, but no, so. Yeah. And what was your perspective on it, Christian? I know uh, you were kind of, both of us was lost when we were talking the other day yeah, about well, it. Yeah, when we talked about it the other day, I was like, well, shit, I thought it was something from that came from Africa, but then you were kind of telling me a little bit about it. I was like, let, let me do a little research and try to figure out some stuff and I went to this website and I found um, this thing that said misconceptions of Kwanzaa yeah. oh. so you know it's always good when you see some misconceptions I like to, to see what that other side of the book is yeah. and it was actually saying that a lot of people believe that you have to either celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa you can't do both and, and that you can't do both and that's not what the case is at it's all not, yeah. it's actually Christmas is a religious holiday yeah. Kwanzaa is just a celebration it's a festival 20 million people celebrate Kwanzaa. All kind of ethnicities and nationalities can celebrate Kwanzaa. So you don't even have to be, like, African to mm -hmm. celebrate it. It's just, a, I guess, a festival or a series of days that's supposed to enrich your heritage and where you celebrate culture and you celebrate um, family and all this other kind of stuff. So for those out there who are interested in doing Kwanzaa, you don't have to pick. You, like, you can do Christmas, and then you can still celebrate Kwanzaa if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, it's just a celebration that's supposed to bring more awareness to black people. True. And so I was like, okay, because I'm thinking, you know, like you said, this is something from the 1500s that yeah. they somebody found out we yeah. were celebrating back in Africa, and then and we forgot it about it, and now you brought it back. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, now, you got to like, wrap your hair up. Yeah, wrap your hair, <laughs> and you got to have your dashiki yep. on. 
phone and all <laughs> your stuff. And I was like, okay, so it's really not about that. It's just the overall, I guess, well-being of the community and of a, a nation and nationalities um, to, you know, know about your heritage and your culture and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's pretty interesting. And I looked up, um, I was looking up the definitions because, like you said, I kind of like to know what's going on and what I'm trying to celebrate or what I'm looking to celebrate yeah. because it's something that I'm interested in. So when I looked it up, uh, this this is from dictionary.reference.com. And they said, what is Kwanzaa? A harvest festival celebrated from December 26th until January 1st in some African-American or new African-American communities, according to dictionary.reference.com. Uh, now, when I looked at... Uh, I think I just Googled this one. And this, it kind of, I think I always tell people when it comes to things with black people and black culture, I look at the wording mm -hmm. and who's putting it out there. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at Google, it said a secular festival observed by many African-Americans from December 26th to January 1st is a celebration of their culture, heritage, and traditional values. Now, when I saw secular, it kind of jumped out to me because when I was growing up, in church, when they talked about secular, it was, it was like bad, worldly <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, when I saw that, I was like, I wonder if it was a white person who wrote this. You yeah. know, not trying to jump on white people, but most likely, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, it's a misinterpretation you of what it is that anybody can anybody celebrate yeah. it, but they just said, you know, African Americans yeah. celebrate it. But I, I wonder. I also wonder if maybe it was the black church that wrote that. Could be because you say secular, and you know, we hear about secular and At black church. church. That's the only time I've ever heard that word. When I was looking it up, it also talked about how Kwanzaa became big in the 80s and 90s, late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Mm -hmm. And it became big through hip hop. Yeah. So it became big through, I think they said, Public Enemy yep. and Chuck yep. D. Yep. Those people, you know, preaching about the black struggle and what's yeah. going on and stuff like that. So I'm wondering, okay, that whole hip hop era that's going on mirrored with the church era. So maybe it was church people saying, you know, because it was a big divide yeah. at that yeah, time. Like was. you can't listen to hip hop and be religious mm -hmm. yeah. or something. So I wonder if that has yeah. something to do with it. And it's it. funny that you say that. I remember when I was in church and the first, uh, it was my brother, he bought a, a CD when C. Well, actually, you know what? It was a cassette tape. This is way back. Ooh, you almost yeah. back behind me. That's why y'all call <laughs> Uncle Ed. <laughs> but he had, um, he literally bought an R. Kelly tape. I think it was, a tw it may have been 12 play. And he bought the uh, the cassette tape. And I remember my mom used to come in on the weekends, and me and Artizi were talking on, on the way over here on Saturdays. You had to clean the house before you could go anywhere. Yep. You know what right. I'm saying? And at that point in the time, your mom or your dad, they picked the music that was playing throughout the house. You always hear, like, a famous black person or a rapper say, you know, mom had the Commodores playing or whatever mm -hmm. on Saturdays as we cleaned the house. Well, we used to have church music playing. Mm -hmm. But in my brother's room, when I would go in there, he always would have something turned down low, whether it was, uh, you know, R. Kelly or something like that. So I never forget my mom searching the room. And me and him were always in sync. She was searching the room, and he knew he wasn't supposed to have that tape. And he literally, like, slid the tape to me, and I went outside on the porch and threw it across the street <laughs> into a yard, into somebody else's yard, because it was like a field, and we just threw it over there. Now, the next day, we went back to go look for it because we were just trying to have enough time to not get caught by my mom. Right. So, like I said, when I hear secular, it, all, it just comes full circle, and it makes sense for you to say that it could be a divide in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s with the church because the church did want you to stay away from that. Yeah. It was even it was even a preacher, and this is off topic, but kind of aligns with it. But I remember this guy used to go around. I can't remember his name, but he would go around and speak to the churches about trying to keep people from listening to hip-hop, trying to keep the mm -hmm. youth from listening to hip-hop, and he would even play it backwards and he was like oh when you play it backwards it sounds like the devil is yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like you know when I was young you could sell that shit to me yeah, that used but to like, freak you out yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I can't listen to that. but when I got older I was just like you could play 
Christmas music back. Yeah. And it's going to sound like the, the fucking devil way. is talking to you. And then what's crazy is when you really, really think about it, like that 90s, 80s, 90s hip hop is yeah. the one that was actually talking about the things that yeah. were going on in the community. Yeah. Like that's the kind of music that we want people mm-hmm. listening yeah. to. Not the stuff that we have going on now that's hip hop. Yeah. And that's so, what I was going to say. Like, where do people learn about this Kwanzaa things? Because now it's like our youth is is inspired by the hip hop music. Yeah. However, the hip hop music is making you dab all day. You can't remember anything about Kwanzaa no. when you dabbing. No. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, where can you go to find this information? That it seems like you have to go out yourself, yeah. apparently. And, and find that's it. what we always talk about is how, like. If you don't actually search for the information mm-hmm. nowadays, then you're just going to be clueless. And, yep. and that's why it is a responsibility of the person themselves to actually go out and find that knowledge. You can't just listen to Young Thug and um, whoever. I don't even know who's yeah, seen the dad. That's enough. <laughs> I don't know. Who, yeah, right. I, I don't, don't know who I like sings the dance, that. by the way, but I don't, I don't know anything like who actually sings it. Now, if you want to do research, like I said, I did a little research about the Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa was created by Dr. Malana. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, but I'm pro- I'm sure I, I am. Dr. Milana Karinga, a professor and uh, chairman of black studies at California State University in Long Beach. It was created in 1966, and it was created after the Watts Ride in Los Angeles where Dr. Karinga searched for ways to bring the black community together. Uh, it started, like I was telling you, with the drunk driving. Um, the guy's name was Mar- Marquette Fry. And it basically, uh, what happened was when the police pulled him over, they kind of started roughhousing him. And his brother ran in the house who was in the car with him, got his mom. His mom came back out, pretty much was hollering at the police about how they were treating her. Mm-hmm. One of the police hit her over the head with a billy club, and they arrested all three of them. So the protest came from Dr. Karinga, and he, after like uh, a month or two months of uh, 34, 34 deaths had taken place, a 1,000 were injured. Uh, even Martin Luther King had came to L.A. and wanted them to start marching and protesting against this, uh, you know, the, the yeah, the treatment that was happening between the police and the uh, the people in, this, in, um, in that demographic. And it's crazy because when I was reading it, I was like, it's some, like my mom always used to tell me in the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. Like these things have been going on. They, they repeat for, themselves. Yeah, all the time. Cyclical, yeah. over and over. And it's just. And, you know, you, you, you just talked about um, where it came from with the Mar- Marquette Fry guy. Yeah. Didn't it sound just like Rodney King? Just like it. Yeah. <laughs> and when I heard the watch ride, I was like, ain't yeah. that Rodney King? But then I looked at the date and I'm right. like, no. Nah. And then I had to look again because I was like, 65, was King dead or yes. was he alive? Yes. So that's yeah. why I decided to do research on it before I just came out and started saying shit that right. I wasn't aware of. But I mean, I-, I found it interesting and I learned about it or first really started hearing about it um, in my black studies class. Yes. And I was talking to, you know, Sufisha. Dr. Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty much giving us the insight. And I don't want to get too much into where it originated from and what, you know, what it's about. Because next week I want you guys to tune in because uh, Dr. Safisha Hill will be here next week to kind of talk about all things uh, in black studies in the black community, the state of the black family and Kwanzaa and its true meaning. I, all I know is when I was in class, she put the, like you said, those candles up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it interp- what you know, what the yeah. interpretation was, but it's something different for every, every day. day. Every and day. that's what I like about it. Now, the thing that I really liked about it was she was saying the seven days that you celebrated, it, it really makes you be creative. So if I'm doing Kwanzaa with all of you, and like with Christian and Rachel, pretty much like if it was something that I was going to give Rachel that from what I know about Rachel, I would probably buy her something or not to be funny. I would set up some kind of photo shoot like we've been talking about doing. I would do a photo shoot because I know she likes art. I know she likes photography. I know she likes fashion. If I'm doing something with Christian, it would be something like maybe the podcast because I know me and her both share an equal interest in media. We share an equal interest in sports. So I would do something that caters to those things that she likes. Yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't go out and buy something that costs $800. Mm -hmm. I could get her eight things that cost less than 100 but have more of a meaning to her and to me it causes people to think yeah 
So and it looks at it like it's different. I mean, every year you'll have to think of something different yeah. every day. Every year, yeah. So right. I mean, I think that's pretty cool too. Even writing letters, like if you, I, mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy and I was like. And my brother always talks about it. He's like, nobody writes letters anymore. Nobody. Nobody takes the t- and and a text message. No, yeah, a letter. it's not a letter. No. <laughs> I love a letter. Send me a letter. When I write, so I'm not gonna lie, my <laughs> hand is tired after about a paragraph. <laughs> but even send me an email if you don't want to write it. Like, just I want to hear your words. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm not gonna lie. Send me a letter. <laughs> I want you to get the letter out, write it down, write it put dear me. Rachel, sign <laughs> your name at the bottom. Let me see the penmanship. You know. <laughs> yeah. See, mine and and it's gonna change. Like for me, like I say, after about. Probably about the first paragraph is going to change. That, I'm going to have about four different types of handwriting. Boy, you're in you're writing notes. You're not making a letter. You write yeah, it'll notes. be short notes. Yeah, because it's not – I'm just – yeah, I can't do it, man. But I think it is something that, that has more meaning to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you give somebody a note or even something small as like if you're dating somebody. You know, this could be a tip for a guy or a girl. A picnic. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny because you see things on TV, and so many times you see things on TV, but if you've never done it, it could be traditional on TV, like bringing a girl roses or having Mm -hmm. a picnic in the park or making her a CD. Or cooking together. Or cooking together. It's something you see on TV, and it looks so small and traditional, but it's like doing that in an everyday life, if if she's never had that, it's something new to her. Can I throw out a plug? Yeah. Since you said a picnic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here we go. So I'm I'm actually working with someone, and we're trying to create a – concierge type business it's it's actually a romantic concierge concierge business Uh um, called effortless rendezvous and so one of the one of our packages is a romantic picnic for a couple Uh, so if anyone's interested in that feel free to hit me up yes all this land in texas let's have a picnic yeah Yeah. you gotta do all this land (laughs) 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 yeah that setup is very beautiful if i must say so myself no i mean i think you definitely gotta have that man i mean and you hear so many people talk about like the how romantic you know like the romanticism is gone and lost in relationships because of text messaging because of the netflix and chill type situations and not to be funny me personally just dudes being lazy you just dudes being lazy and then what about the women, women accepting it i was about, I was about to say yeah, and women, women accepting accept it, it but women being lazy as well yeah like one thing I, i'll tell you i never i never go all in on guys and i never go all in on girls because it takes it takes, it takes two, two. It takes like two. you yeah, said dudes are lazy girls will allow it then girls are lazy yeah. or not to be funny girls get hit on so much these days yeah. you know what i'm saying to where it's easy for guys and girls mm-hmm. and then and i always talk about from a black man's perspective being a black man so many races want black men. It's we don't have to do much. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to do much. Breathe. That is true. But <laughs> I think that's the problem. When I mean, when you think back, I don't really see that big of an issue with Netflix and Chill because before Netflix and Chill, I don't know if you remember, it mm-hmm. used to be Redbox and a pizza, yeah. and then it used to be um, what do we do? Sit on the phone or, or just go over or sit outside on the porch and yeah. talk all night. Meet so at the park. Be, yeah, meet at the <laughs> park or whatever. So there's always those things where people got together and they w- weren't necessarily full dates. Yeah. I get that. The problem with now is that people think that that's all that you have to yeah. do. So like Redbox and the mov- and pizza used to be because you always did something. So now you just want to chill, chill get a house. movie, mm-hmm. and order a pizza and just hang out. Yeah. But Netflix and chill now people think Netflix and chill is all that there is to do yeah. like there is no more dating and then okay one day we're gonna just chill at the yeah. house but Netflix so. and chill is like like you said it happens later on in the relationship a lot yeah. of people take away the first date right like go out on a date that person may be crazy I don't know if you want them all in your exactly. house and that's watching Netflix we, remember we were talking about uh, people <laughs> cooking on the first date oh like, yeah I'll, I'll come over and I'll cook for you nope. no 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 nope. no 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 that is not a first date yes that's <laughs> something I would like you to do eventually, eventually. Yeah. but that 
that is not one of the first three dates that we do. Me come over to the house and you cook for me. Yeah, I'm gonna no. be too blunt. If it's nasty, I'm gonna be like, look, don't I'm, cook no more. I'm, I love but you, you already know they're working on something. My mom be telling me about guys, like when she meets guys, you know, she was like, that within the first three dates, they're already like, come to my house or I'll come over. And she's like, no, we need you need yeah. to take me out. We need to yeah. be in public. You need to court me. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with. I, me personally, as a man, I'm okay with doing that. I mean, what kind? It, to me, it shows the how you value that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. If you would you want your daughter to be that way? Right. That's how I look at it. At the end of the day, right. if I had a daughter, I'm gonna tell. I'm telling you right now, keep your legs closed as long as, as possible. As long as possible. I tell people fact, that all the time. Just tie them up. Yeah, and, and keep your legs closed as long as possible. And, you know, I've clink, had. Clink. I've never had a guy come to me and be like, "Man, why are you telling people that?" Because if you really think about it, if you have a sister, yeah. if you have a cousin, I don't have a sister, but I do have female cousins, beautiful female cousins. I have friends, homegirls, you know, you, Coop, Alexis. Like, I tell y'all that. Before yeah. we even, when we first met, we were having conversations yeah, about guys. Basically. And I was like, the best thing I could tell y'all, I'm not, I don't have all the advice in the world. Don't but if you want to know, <laughs> if you want to know how to keep dudes in line and, 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 and filter out that bullshit, keep your legs closed. Uncle Ant got the answer. You'll yeah. figure it out, man. <laughs> Damn, when they say Uncle Ant, I be feeling old in the Because you are old. Because <laughs> you act <laughs> like somebody <laughs> old. Cool. Like it's, like, it's, like, it's cool. No, though. I'm cool you with feel it. Like you feel like you are. But it's like when I hit 30, I start <laughs> now, hearing if different I call things. You, if I'm calling you Papa Aunt, yeah. now, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a little too much. But. Yeah, we talked about that, how you got these dudes walking around dressing old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet, so <laughs> I accept it. When y'all was calling me Uncle Ant, I was like, I was, I literally remember walking away from y'all the first time and I was telling Artiz, I was like, that shit made me feel old as fuck. <laughs> and I was like, you know Aww. what? At least I'm getting older and I'm, you know, I'm aging well because most people be thinking I'm like I, 26. Yeah, I didn't know. So I was you like, you know what? Like, yeah. Are you sure? Putting in work, you know, I've been working overtime. Working overtime. Working over. I've been working on it. Putting in overtime. Putting in overtime. With the homie Rachel, man, and talk about her show. If you guys don't know, she was doing this past the past year. Her and Alexis have been doing the royalty at UTA Radio, iHeart Radio. And I wanted to talk about like what got you into broadcasting, what made you want to start doing radio. You know what? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, it was just me. Uh, I like to talk to people. Yeah. I like to talk about people yeah. and things, positive and, uh, or negative. All. I mean, <laughs> I have an opinion about everything, everything yeah. so I, I like to, you know, voice my opinion yeah. any way I can. And um, really, after taking Lance's radio production class, I was like, you know what? Being behind the scenes, you ain't got to show your face. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. you can come in a studio with no makeup on, yeah. and you can still talk. So <laughs> that kind of got me into radio, and it's kind of been doing it ever since. And hopefully, I can stick with it. Yeah. Is what the plan is. Do you have any kind of like favorite broadcaster or anchor that you watch? Like for me, I know I like Stuart Scott growing up. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch a lot. Of, see, honestly, I didn't really pick this major until college yeah. i mean through high school and stuff like that i played sports so yeah. you know that consumed my whole life and then um after well graduation's coming up but after graduation <laughs> um i've really been looking into people and uh, i love sway in the morning i think he's hilarious yeah. he cracks me up especially all the guests that he has um right off the top of my head nobody really just sticks out i think the reason i don't follow anybody yeah. in the media like that is because I don't want to be like none yeah, of them. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Hell I don't want to no. mo And every time I start to, you know, idolize somebody or, you know. You got to switch it up. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm like, mm-mm. I, I do the same do thing with the, uh, like, podcasting styles. Mm-hmm. I know uh, me and Christian was talking one day, and I was talking about how I like listening to Charlemagne, and I don't listen to The Breakfast Club, and yeah. I don't watch Uncommon Sense, but I listen to his Brilliant Idiots podcast with him and Andrew Schultz, and I only do it, for one, I like 
Charlemagne because he speaks his mind. Yes. You know, it's not a lot of groupthink, which he does a lot of talking about, but he speaks his mind. And it's like to hear somebody else speak the way I speak and be raw about it. Mm -hmm. That's why I listen to it. I also listen to Death, Sex and Money, which is different. Um, another round, which is uh, two girl, two black girls that does a show in, um, on BuzzFeed out of New York. Mm -hmm. So for me, I listen to so many things to where, like you said, you don't get attached to and latch person. on to one thing and you start sounding like that person. Yeah. I just kind of feel myself with so many different perspectives to where it just spills over and it's like my voice, but it's it's well-rounded and it's a lot of different perspectives. I also wanted to talk about, like, how, how did you guys come up with the name Royalty? Um. And before you get before you get started, <laughs> I'm going to uh, introduce you guys to Alexis, her co-host. I'm going to let her take my spot for a few minutes, and they're going to kind of talk along with Christian and uh, talk about what brought this up. What, you know, is it like girl empowerment? What do you guys love to talk about, and how do you mm -hmm. come about it? So, Alexis, come on, get it. Come on, Lex. Welcome, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so tell us about this royalty okay so the royalty is um basically our show that we do for our heart radio with me and lex and we talk about celebrity gossip to anything ranging from um college props and uh what would you say really our show is about it's our a mixture of things a, it's a mixture okay we have three segments i'll mm -hmm. start off with the ballot report which is hard news you know of what's going on in politics, uh, okay. just the world in general, you know? Yeah. Um, then we have Tea Tree No Shade. Now, that's where we get to the tea. Okay. <laughs> now, we, have, we dish all the dirt on celebrity, gossip. Yeah, uh -huh. anything crazy. You know, basically stuff that don't that doesn't matter, but it matters, you right, know, right. in the celebrity world. Um, and then we have College Probs, where yeah. we talk about our social issues, like, between, Netflix and Jill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> College Probs is probably our biggest um, segment on our show just because, you know, me and Lex are young girls. We're in the range of, you know, the 18 to 25-year-olds that go to college. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of issues that we talk about that, you know, with the Netflix and chill and dating that a lot of people don't talk about. So you guys take callers and all that as well? Yeah, we're big on social media. We try to okay. get people yeah. on social media. Um, Snapchat, we have people who will snap us and be like, girl, talk about this. My exactly. boyfriend just did this. Exactly. So, I mean, the show is really fun. Um, a lot of people like it. But like I said, the college probs kind of sticks out for us just mm -hmm. because it gives that platform for people to talk about, you know, how do you date at this age? And yeah. is this appropriate, you know? And um, I wouldn't say it's girl empowerment just because mm -hmm. there are two girls who host the show, but we have guys that come on and give mm -hmm. their, their input. So we try to be pretty much open. So <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we have a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> Speaking of good times, so, um, what was the most memorable show or most fun that you guys have had on the show? So that's many. so hard. <laughs> that's really hard. Because I mean, in radio, you know, there's always that one yes. time that something just stands out where y'all was just, someone's hilarious, or you had that crazy caller that called in, or um, just said something off the wall, and you're like, wait a minute. I can't say when we first started the show, we had um, one of our friends, Will. Will, who was a part of the show. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you listened to uh, Ricky Smiley in the morning mm -hmm. or anybody, but, you know, Gary on, uh, Gary with the T, okay. he reminds me so much of him. I man, that man is crazy. Yes, he <laughs> is absolutely hilarious. Yes. Like, especially when we got to the tea tree, no shade segment. Uh -huh. This man, I mean, any he, this man is completely hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. It, everything that comes out of his mouth and I just think he brought so much energy to the show yeah. it, it was a good time but my most memorable show would have to be our last show that was uh, last week yeah, last, last Thursday week. we had so much positive energy in the booth uh, we our, had like a party we had a, a party <laughs> with our show and we had how many guests did we have about three or four <laughs> too many too many. That room was too small for yeah. the amount of people we had, <laughs> but we had some people in there, and, it, and you know, we did like a little countdown for 2015 year, and yeah. it was fun. And we, and we brought some big news to the table. How yeah. long um, does the show last? Uh, two hours, like, two like hours. this one, yeah. So we keep it 
pretty short. We try. We try at least. <laughs> if we're there on time and not on CP time, I mean, we try. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys are both still in school, right? I graduate next Friday. Oh, you graduate this Friday coming up, actually. Yeah. But, um, Alexis, you were in school during the show, mm-hmm. right? So how does that, you know, being on the radio at school, what kind of popularity does that bring? How does that, you know, does it put you out there more in regards to your student or fellow students? Yeah. Like, um, what's well, that kind of It's impact? so crazy because UTA is a commuter school, and when you tell people, you know, I do the radio station for the school, that makes them like, oh, wow, we have a radio station? <laughs> Let yeah. me, so when they tune in, they're like, I didn't even know, you know, people can talk about this right. versus, you know, when they have, like, the UTA news, it's a little bit more... Um, formal. Yeah, formal, mm-hmm. and, and what's going on, a little bit more serious, but however, all the shows on UTA radio, I mean... Every last show is different. Yeah. And so definitely. when you tell people you you are, are a part of the UTA radio, they're like, oh, wow, okay, I need to tune in because I didn't even know we had it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool like that. Yeah, <laughs> I got to say, it, it made me branch out more. Uh, I've met a lot of different people doing UTA radio because we brought a lot of people on the show, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. And then with our social media also, that helps you know more people. And they want to know you because they enjoy the show. Yeah, right. And it also right. made people change to broadcast. We had people <laughs> who were like architect majors yeah. and, and math majors. And they're like, hold up, I can't even do this major no more. How are you getting this? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, what class, what class was that? What again? class I got to take to do this? <laughs> so, I mean, we have people, you know, come in there and change their majors completely just because mm-hmm. based off what they've seen us doing. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, I know I didn't start um, into media until I, I was probably like 26, 27. And mm-hmm. it kind of fell into my lap and people asked me all the time, like, how did you get into, I do some sports reporting also. Oh, okay. They're like, how did, so did you get into that? I'm like, you know what? My major was accounting and finance. <laughs> what? Nothing at all Ooh, to do with communications broadcasting, anything like that. Uh, I was like, it just kind of fell into my lap. You know, and something falls into your lap, and if you think it's a good opportunity, just go with it and see where it takes you. So I was kind of later in life when I got into it. (laughs) But you two young ladies are, you know, kind of younger, so any kind of um, advice or anything you would give to someone who's interested in doing broadcasts? I say try everything. Um, Don't limit yourself to just being in front of the camera or, you know, behind the camera. Learn it all, especially in this generation. I mean, you have YouTube who pretty much sweeps the nation. So learn it all, you know, get yourself familiar with everything. And that way, you know, if you don't like something or you thought you liked something, you might find something else interesting. So Yeah, that's very true. And I say don't limit yourselves also because I started in front of the camera and now I love being behind, you know, behind it or doing radio, period. And I think that uh, if you just... I just say go for it because a lot of people get discouraged with the major because right. it doesn't pay much starting off, you know, and exactly. if you make it, that's only if you make it, you know, you make the big bucks. Yeah. And I say, don't do that. Do what you love. Like, I love radio. I love broadcast. So do what you love and you make it happen because you love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's what yeah. I say. <laughs> <laughs> and brand yourself, too. Whatever you yeah. have and whatever you feel like you're good at, start networking with people and brand yourself. Yeah. And that way you can start building up on your resume and what, you know, your talents might be. So right. Brand yourself and also be conscious of your actions because... Because mm-hmm. if you do want to be in media, yes. radio, in front of the camera, people can always go out and look up stuff on your name That's or anything. True. So just be conscious of where you put yourself. Be conscious of how you present yourself. Be conscious of, of the things that you say, the things you uh, allow people to record mm-hmm. of you. Because you don't want anything to come back and bite you later on. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's very true. Mm-hmm. So all so. the things you're tagged in, untag them. Uh, yeah. Untag yeah. Them or delete them. Let me tell you, I, I had Facebook. So when I first got Facebook, it was, what, 2006? And that's when you had to really be 
in a college to yeah. even be on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, only college people are on here, people that I kind of know or maybe know through somebody. Mm-hmm. So all kind of pictures <laughs> from parties and just <laughs> random nights is up there. And then as I get older, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, go back to leap. But Wait, <laughs> real life has to kick in at some point in right. time. Right, right. And uh, for my career, the way these goals is set up, I can't have this on Facebook. <laughs> You're going to have to delete you that. you have to delete that. Yeah, but Facebook is so crazy now that, like, you know, Lexus went back six years to a post. And it's like, you can't really delete things. Yeah, so now, right. like you said, you just have to be careful. You have to be careful. Because <laughs> yeah. once be you com- think you delete, oh, yeah. someone Snapchat it, girl. <laughs> screenshot in, in nowadays. They didn't oh have screenshots goodness. back screenshots then. Screenshots. <laughs> screenshot, Snapchat. Right. I so. screenshot everything. That was too bad. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to screenshot. Don't think I'm sending <laughs> right, it. Right, I just right. want to, you know, keep I it in my photo. I just want to keep it in my photo. <laughs> There's a, a meme on Instagram that says uh, when she's known for screenshotting and it has somebody who sent the message but it's just the voice message oh <laughs> instead goodness. of actually a text message yeah. it's like because you know people be screenshotting mm-hmm. everything so oh yeah you gotta be careful nowadays well thank you alexis for thank you, uh, talking with us thank you for having me on the show <laughs> rachel we're gonna keep you around yes, we got yes, a couple ma'am. more topics coming up mm-hmm. we're gonna probably get into this crazy white guy that was raping black women oh, here Lord. shortly Oh, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. But I want to say just from, like, just watching Alexis and Rachel the last two years, man, like they, like Christian said, keep it up. And Thank one you. of the biggest Thank things you. I like to say, too, is black women, man, you always got the support of black women. Yeah. People have been talking to me and emailing me the last couple of weeks, and they're like, hey, man, you know, when you first when you guys first started, it was like a guy's show. And I was like, no, nah, it was never a guy's show. Mm-hmm. It was more guys on it. Yep. And when it comes to... That's why I say I have to give it up to black women because it's like they're always there. And I'll say that. Like, they're always there. They're always supportive. Uh, I know Gabrielle has been here and been consistent to help out. Uh, started out with Christian and Gary. Things got busy. Now, you know, Coop, she's picked up and helped out. You coming in. Alexis coming in. Like, I feel like even with Artesia, like, the show, this show stays afloat for one because of listeners. Mm-hmm. It stays afloat for two because with the 12 people that I pretty much work with with this show, it's 10 girls yeah. with Jessica. You know what I'm saying? And everybody who's helping out. So one shout-out. I, I, I just want to say a shout-out, give a shout-out to the black women Come on, black who hold their men down every day, who hold down black society every day, who take care of the kids, who take care of the husband, who take care of the homeboys, who who take care of me. You know what I'm saying? And keep them edges laid while you know they what do I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to say, you know what I'm saying, shout-out to the women, man, and for the people who are always like, is it a women's show or is it a man's show? It's a people show. show. It's a people show. And whoever wants to get their point out, get their message out and want their voices to be heard and they want to be consistent and try to push something forward, I'm all for it. And that's what it is for me. I want to jump into talking about uh, Daniel Holtzclaw. And for people who don't know Holtzclaw, the way I found out about this, it was he's a police officer in Oklahoma or he was past tense. Uh, I got a video and they were just like, hey, check this dude out. So basically it was just like a white man crying after he was being sentenced and and uh, judge was reading his verdict. I went on to read and find out that he was being uh, incarcerated because of him raping lower socioeconomic status type of women, women who have records, women who have dealings with uh, prostitution, uh, drugs and things of that nature. And basically he would show up, uh, monitor to them, pull them over for no reason and basically harass them. And then the way he would use uh, the way he would get sex to get um, to get the sexual favors was he would hold it over their head like the crimes they had committed or basically reopening cases to possibly threaten them, you know, sending them back to jail. So he would, you know, get oral sex from them. He would sodomize them. He would do all these things to them. 
and multiple women finally spoke out. And they all uh, pretty much spoke in unison when they said, we never reported it at first because, for one, most women, a lot of women don't like to uh, report rape because of the embarrassment of it Mm -hmm. and just not wanting to relive it. But to also try to report it with all those things and the fact that he's a cop, they didn't think anybody would listen with the history that they have or the record that they have with the police. So what as a woman... Even if whether it's low, you know, low socioeconomic status or just who you are today, what are your thoughts on this situation, man? Sick man, sick yeah, man. I'm he's sorry. definitely a, he's definitely a sick man. I mean, it's unfortunate, but you any black woman, you have to understand where these women were coming from because yeah. they were all, like you said, prostitution charges, yeah. mm-hmm. drug charges. So probably most people look down on them to begin with, yeah. and then you have a man in power. A police officer, a white police white, officer. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, he's a big guy because he played college football. Yeah, he's he's like, that. yeah, he's like six one, six yeah, two, he's huge, huge and man that tells you um, if you don't do this, this will happen. And you don't know if these women had children at home. You don't know what they, they what they had going on. So the last thing that they want to do is go to jail, yeah. right? And so it's like. I guess I just got to do this so I can get it over with and then I can maybe go back home to my family. But it's just unfortunate that somebody in that place of authority yeah. would use that authority against women like that. And all of his victims were black women. So it's just kind of like, it's just very sad. It's just very sad. And and then it's even sadder that the women had no voice at the time. It was only one woman who was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this. Speak yeah, out. I'm not going to let this ride. Well, justice was served. This nigga got 236 years. Yeah. Niggas ain't lived that long since the Bible days. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, I'm looking at it like this. If it was white women that came for it, yeah. like, what would be the outcome? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about it like they probably this. Like transport a, that nigga to a state where they still yeah, shoot. Yeah, he'll and probably be in like dead. a whole nother island yeah. or something like just gone. Yeah. But you know, with it being all black women, it's kind of like okay, he target them. It was no, he did target. Yeah, it them. wasn't even like oh, you know, he can hold this over their head. No, he knew what he was doing yeah. from the beginning, right. and it's just sick. And yeah. especially that it makes black women feel like. Like, really, we're at the bottom of the barrel yeah. still. And they already feel No matter lot, how many accomplishments. True. And a it, lot of black women feel like, who protects us anyway? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this guy. This is out in L.A. He's, his name was the Grim Sleeper. Have y'all ever heard of no, him? No, I haven't. He was a serial killer in L.A. And um, he's thought to have killed between 180 to 200 women. All black women. Same thing. Oh, prostitutes, fuck. drugs. No, I never heard that. Um, that's the thing. He's... It's all black women. Yeah. And would you be surprised if I told you that this is actually a black man that was doing this? Um, and he wasn't arrested until about five or six years ago. That's that, sickening. I'm not even a black woman, <laughs> but it's like I can only I can't even put myself in the shoes my uh, in the shoe, you know, in the position in the shoes, in the position of a black woman. Yeah. Like they go through so much. And it's like the darker the skin, the but, worse the treatment. Yeah. 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 And and I, oh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, all all those women with the Grim Sleeper were black, and they just went missing. And so because they were missing, they were like, oh, y'all are on, they were on drugs, or they were prostitutes, so or whatever, so nobody it. even cared. Yeah. But you know, that was a uh, that was a show, they made a show out of that on Criminal Minds. Probably it was, it was a white, But it was a white guy doing it, but it was like the same thing. It was in Detroit, the way, you know, the way they had the plot on Criminal Minds, and it was like in Detroit, like a lot of prostitutes were going missing. And but no, this has been yeah. going on, yeah. though. I mean, this happened back in slavery. You know, yeah. they're doing this to black women. Yeah. It just kind of makes you feel like, who can you trust? Yeah. You know? 
and that's got, the part with the man because I mean, and people always talk about can black people be racist, and you have a lot of self hate. You have mm-hmm. a lot of self hate from black men. Especially, I feel like it's it's black men, period. But I feel like the youth, like the younger black dudes, like they don't respect black women at all. It's yeah. all about white no. women or Hispanic women or Latino, whatever the case may be. It's like black women don't get credit for being beautiful. Yeah, I know that uh, two infamous quotes, the Kanye one, when you get on, leave your ass for a white yeah. girl. <laughs> and then the other one was um, Andre 3000 in his song, I think with B.O.B. And he yeah. said something to the effect that he don't know why, but ain't nobody checking for black women or yeah. something like that. Or mm-hmm. no one's checking for the black girls. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Like we hot, like yeah. we popping. They try to treat us like a trend. We're and, not a trend. And ain't nobody checking for the white, not I mean, black girls yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's crazy. Have, so I'm, I can ask both of you. Have you ever heard the "You're Pretty for a Black Girl" yes, or "Dark Skin Girl" all the time? And I was going to ask you that because somebody hit me up and they were like, "I want you to ask your guests about colorism." And you know, they saw a pic, the picture that we posted mm-hmm. of you, and they were like, "She's beautiful." And it was another, it was another black girl, and she's like, "But I want you to ask her about colorism. Has she experienced being told you're beautiful for a black girl because she's a chocolate skin, hazel, greenish eyes? I don't know what the hell. Your color eyes are eyes. beautiful. Yeah, I don't know what the hell <laughs> color your eyes are, but the greenish <laughs> hazel eyes. And it was like, has she ever heard that? And I was like, I will ask her. Yeah. And it was a female because she was like, I'm so sick of black women having to. And even Gabrielle said that last week, where you know, when a guy approached her, he saw her and he was like, oh, you cute, you know, for a black chick, but I don't fuck with dark skin chicks. And it's like, yeah. you know, like what the hell? Yeah, what does like, that mean? What that means? So if I wasn't black, you would like okay. Yeah, if I and was. Then, if you thought I was attractive, what gives you the right to mean like I'm gonna fuck with you? Yeah. I don't yeah. even want you. Yeah. You know yeah. that yeah. don't. I've heard guys say it to my friend. I, I think I'm in between. Yeah. I, I don't know. Brown but paper bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there on the on that cusp. Of, <laughs> so I don't really know where I fall. But I have been with um, friends that are darker than me, mm-hmm. and I've heard guys say, "Oh, you cute for a dark skin girl." And I'll be like looking like, what like a <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm looking at them. And so I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, so you're just going to let him say that? Like, yeah. Yeah. that's like cool. Like, that shit okay? Yeah. Nah. You ain't got no problems? My biggest but, thing uh, is people would ask because of my eyes, oh, you're mixed. What do you mix with? First of all, black people come different colors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got good hair, you know, hair, whatever. I ain't going to even say it's bad. I feel like yeah. even a nappy hair yeah. ain't bad because. Because, you know, they ain't a natural movement. Yeah. Woo. Lord, them hairs? Yeah, <laughs> the hair is on point. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, I get asked all the time, you know, because of your eyes, your parent has to be, you know, white. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they're just eye colors. You yeah. know, you learn right. that in, in science. Yeah. Just you the, know, the recessive gene. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. did y'all miss this? Because I was in class for that. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't like that comment because it just feels like, to me, I have to be something else yeah. instead of black to be beautiful. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I'm black, I'm beautiful. You know, Period. my mom's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And whether I'm black or not, I'm still a woman. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what color I am. I think we got to take a, a responsibility for it, too. On the new, on that new Chris uh, Brown mixtape, he says a part on the song where he was like, I can't remember the exact quote, but at the end of it, he was like, you know, light-skinned niggas still winning. And it's like, dude, do you know how much you are influencing people <laughs> when you say that shit? And I listen to Chris Brown. I yeah. like him. He's a great artist. Right. But I, like I said, we just have to be self-conscious and we have to be aware mm-hmm. of the shit that we say, even if it's as just for a punchline because it sounded good going into the hook of that song. Like, right. you got young dudes who are influenced by this who don't have fathers at home, mm-hmm. girls who don't have mothers at home, and they're influenced by everything you say. Everything and to good. say that light-skinned niggas still winning, it creates that back and forth about dark-skinned dudes light-skinned. or dark-skinned girls and dark-skinned and light-skinned. But that you know what you may be light skinned but one of your motherfucking parents was dark yes. to get your light skinned ass <laughs> to this point yeah and it's like to me i i don't get it i mean i don't, I don't get it you still black yeah you still black, <laughs> black. At the end of the what day. The box do you check when you go fill out paperwork yeah. light skin box dark skin box it's all black it's all black 
They don't give a fuck about it. If you run (laughs) across the wrong police officer or the wrong white person, your ass is black regardless, and you'll never be good enough. Yep. And we just had that uh, talk uh, with with uh, Miss Harold that was here a couple of weeks ago talking about trying to figure out where you fit in. I- I'm telling you right now, I'm so glad that I'm dark skinned mm-hmm. and I'm black, and it's no no question <laughs> in that shit. Because to be light skinned, it's something you got to deal with two different sides. Which one do you relate to? You could be mixed with white, and then they may not accept you. Some of them may, some of them may not. And then you got to figure out if they're going to accept you with black. But you know, black people we accept everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, we could be our own worst enemy, which we talk about that too all the damn time my whole thing what i would like to see is not just a black empowerment movement just an appreciation yeah. for each other you Kwanzaa. know what i'm saying just yeah. fuck <laughs> emoji <laughs> appreciation for you know the people period <laughs> i mean just an appreciation like i want to be able to walk somewhere and a black dude see me and he just acknowledge me just for what that is not trying to be too cool or too hard that you can't even speak to me i want women to not be so damn catty towards each other like if if, if somebody owned Respect that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit. Just let them be on. But Give it, props when props is due. Props is due. <laughs> if it's due, it's due. It's yep. due, it's due, man. And that <laughs> yeah, goes into the... It with you. At just, all. It's what's just up. If you look good today, you cute, girl. Yeah. And be done and with it. And I mean, I'm not cute. It's just you cute. <laughs> you cute. <laughs> it's all good. And be done with that. Understand this nigga shit. Yeah, he oh, is yeah. the trap king right trap now, though. King. I yeah. love him. Yeah. See? <laughs> well, that's the, she had that's because she dressed like Future and was swerving on uh, <laughs> doing this dance and shit on Halloween. Oh, okay. I watched that shit. Ask her. I showed it to her. I watched it about twenty times. I was laughing. It's so ass funny. Off. I had all that stuff just in my closet. For real? Yep. I was like, oh, you know, what? I can be Future. <laughs> it's not well, hard. That's Get creative. a red, red cup. Well, you did that swerve. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was amazing. But you said you had something to say about uh, Daniel Host Club. I did, and it, and it's really not necessarily about him. It's yeah. just more so um, a little, another little plug out there for especially black people and people in the general as as how important it is to serve on juries. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What you probably don't know about this whole Daniel Hostcloth, I don't know how to say his name, so I'm just going to say Daniel from here on yeah. out. But NAACP was all up in arms about his trial because, did you know, his whole 12 jurors were all white. Of those all-white jurors, eight of them were men and four of them were women. Now, this is a trial about a white guy who did something against black, black women with, with black. no minority on the group and then the majority men on the jury. So, fortunately, they saw how wrong he was and he was found yeah. guilty and, yeah. and we saw the sentence and everything. But just imagine, that could have gone completely left yes. because we did not have representation on that jury. It would have been some shit. It could, yeah, it would have been some shit. So... I say all that to say, um, guys, when you get a jury notice or whatever, you you know, just go sit, go through the motion. But it is our duty to be a part of that. And we do want to be represented because we do need to have our voice heard when people yeah. do something wrong to our people. And we're not going to have it wrong, have it heard if we're not part of that process. So don't no. what you're saying is don't dodge jury. Duty. Don't yeah. dodge jury. Duty. I'm glad you brought that don't up, though. dodge. Yeah. That was, jury that was good. Duty. Yeah, because a lot of people, when they get the paper, like, mm, like girl, fuck I ain't that, I ain't going. Yeah, I, ain't, I know, and I thought of it, too. I'm like, shh, what, what can I say to get out yeah. this yeah. thing? And they'll call in to work and still don't go to right, jury Right, right, but it's important because, uh, again, imagine, it's an all-white jury. He did this to however many black women yeah. it is, and what if they would have found him not guilty? Yeah. You know what I mean? That would have been crazy. Just imagine all the so, people. 
Just I just want justice to be served, period. Yes. I just had my car broke into, like, right before Thanksgiving. Ooh. I was lit, man. You talking about, I wanted to, I was walking around wanting to shoot my <laughs> See, that, that makes you want to be a cop. you like, hold on, where the guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was literally patrolling the neighborhood. I was Trying talking to Artesia. Yeah, when I got off at work one night, she was like, you ain't at home yet? I was like, I'm riding around the neighborhood. She's like, doing what? I'm like, looking for motherfuckers who looking through people's windows, yeah. who may be jumping over fences. I'm catch them. Yeah. And she, uh, I think, it, what it happened, day before Thanksgiving? It broke my, wind, my my shit out, so I told her, like, bait, park your car in the front of the house. Yeah. So I'm standing there. It's like 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. I'm asleep. You know what I'm saying? She jumps up because she thinks she hears somebody break her window. Right. I'm in my damn briefs. I done jumped up, grabbed a gun, and out on the damn front porch. Like, who out in this right. motherfucker? Who out here? Who out here? I want them collard and red beans. I was like, I'm gonna get me somebody. This motherfucker, yes. man. Somebody broke into my car when I was at work. Uh, I don't couple like months no thief, ago. man. Mm-hmm. I don't like no goddamn thief. That yeah, if I don't, nothing, worse nothing makes thief. me more mad than that. It's like, what you have to steal? A backpack? Really? Yeah, broke your shit out, and then you got to pay it and pay a deductible right. with this you shit. You could have left something, some yeah, cash, man. something. Yeah, I, I don't understand it, man. I also, um, I was uh, Artiz was shopping this morning to get some toys for the Toys for Tots, and when she was shopping for it, she was like. What do you want to get the kids? And I'm like, get them a Batman or a Ninja Turtle or fucking Spider Man. Like, I don't. That's the shit that I was getting when I was growing up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like some Legos and shit. And she was naming the names, and she was like, well, they don't really have a lot of Spider Man and this and that. She was naming all these the bad guys like Mm -hmm. uh, Ultron and uh, uh, Joker and all this shit. And I'm like, why they got all these bad guys? And she's like, well, you need the bad guy to fight the good guy. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know what? That's a good way to teach a kid how to, you know, decipher good from evil because they do have to have that bad person to fight against. Yeah. And other than that, you're going to have one kid with a Superman bouncing all over the fucking house. <laughs> but if you give him uh, a Venom to fight Superman, you'll have his ass in the corner. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck that, that is. I about that. Oh, yeah, that I didn't guys. either. And when she said that, I was just like, Okay, I was like, well, I don't have kids, so I wasn't even thinking about that. Just get this nigga a good guy yeah. and let him go eat shit. Man, picking out stuff for kids is Fucking the worst yeah. when you don't have kids. I went to go do something for the angel tree. Oh, my gosh, you can ask Alexis. I spent all day trying to find a damn watch. Just one trying watch. Trying to find the right thing. The right watch. Yeah. I'm like, what are kids like? They don't have no, uh, you know, Frozen or whatever's new. And I'm like, well, what a kid, you know, it's just too much. I can't. It's that uh, same thing <laughs> when you're trying to pick out something from teenagers last well, no, in May, my niece graduated from high school. Uh-huh. She said, um, Aunt Chris, all I want is a watch. And so I was like, okay, cool, because I got this right. I think I'm pretty stylish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. When I tell you, it was a process. I went, I bought at least three watches and had to take each one back because she didn't like the watch. Ooh. First of all, she didn't like the brand. Now, I like Michael Kors. It's just me. Yeah. I like Michael Kors, and I like... Um, Fossil watches and I like guest watches. She didn't like a fossil watch? No, she didn't like any of those. She says everybody has those, so I don't want those. So what she wanted was a Marc Jacobs watch. Oh, okay, okay. Tell her to get um, a Marc Jacobs job. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's, it's graduation, so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm that aunt. It's your graduation. Okay, I want you to have what you want. I yeah. like that for Christmas because I don't buy gifts every day. Yeah. So when I do buy a gift, I, I think it should be memorable. Do you overthink your gift buying? I definitely do because I want it to be perfect. Yes. And it's hard to find that perfect gift because I'm like, dang, I want. I like to get something that people actually value yeah. and they're going to use and not just something you gonna give it to them and they gonna hide it in the closet Hell yeah, put it man. on the dresser oh, re-gift so i think about it too hard yeah. but people don't understand gifting I, i've been trying to teach my mama this since i was like six 
She bought me, I think it was like two years ago. I'm like, all right, she know I love Notre Dame. Anybody who know me know I love Notre Dame. So I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, Notre Dame is in the, in the championship this year. <laughs> you can give me a hat. You can give me a hoodie, you know. I even told her, I was like, you know, you could go to, what's what's the web, like Nike.com. You could go uh-huh. to uh, East Bay, whatever the case may be. East Bay still around? Yeah, they're yep. still around. I don't know if she went to fucking Walmart or what. You know how when these motherfuckers like when they when a, a team wins a championship, they'll just make a like yep, a generic just, yep. sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she brought that shit to me on Christmas. I open it up. I'm still ungrateful sometimes at 33 years old. When she opened that, when she opened, when I opened that shit up, I said, "Where you get this from, Ma? Did you she think went, this through? Did you even? I'm like, this shit ain't embroidered. It, it ain't stitched. Yeah, it I'm was not itchy. Wor- I haven't worn it one damn time. <laughs> It's in a tote out in the garage. I was like, I'm not wearing uh, this you shit. You just need to w- just wear it around the house. I love my mom to death. It'll like make you it s- feel good. Yeah, I well. got a gift like that. My boyfriend got me. Oh, Lord, please bless his soul. <laughs> he thought I wanted to get um, a Nike, yellow Nike hoodie. Big ass yellow Nike hoodie. First of all, child, I don't wear yellow like that at all. And you know, you try to be nice, you try to wear it. And I'm like, I don't want to look that. like Big I don't Bird. wear it. You just wear it in the house. I don't wear it. I don't it. even want to wear it around the house. It I don't hurts me wearing it. That's what I'm saying. It ain't even you. People, you we got to be grateful here. <laughs> it's it's like, all about the, it's the gift that matters. It's the thought that matters. Yeah, man. You ain't got to wear it out. Just wear it around the house. It'll make him feel so special. I don't know. It'll make your mind be like, okay, I didn't waste my money. Oh, she wasted it. <laughs> she probably listened to the day. Oh, she, be yeah. washing the car, uh, using it as a rag yeah. or something. <laughs> Cleaning out the hood. That's, that's bad. Yeah. 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 Well, she wasted her money on it because I, I was like, nah, man, I've never worn it. Yeah. My brother wore his. So you still, you still have it. He though, ain't got no style. Saying. My it brother wore anything. It's just, he came over to the house the other th- day. And my mom was there. He had on like a sweatshirt with a, like some kind of jogging pants with a hat that didn't match. And my mom was like, why are you even wearing Now, the person who bought me my shit, why are you even wearing it? He told my mom, I'm just in the house. She was like, but yeah, she's like, you can't be walking around yeah, looking, like, looking that. like that. Yeah, so no. If you can wear it, somebody going to be talking about you going to be the blunt, uh, the blunt of somebody's joke. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't oh, my gosh. Sorry, mom, yeah. but I ain't wearing that shit. I love about me stuff, but. I wear it. No, I ain't gonna be able to See, do it. See, that's good. I, I just, just can't, because I, can't get I, that I mean, I'm not gonna wear it out, but if she's around, I'll throw it on just, yeah. just because. I'd rather go to Kwanzaa too, because like, like I say, people just don't give me the gifts that I want. <laughs> but do you tell them? Yeah, you, no. you don't supposed to. <laughs> I, I'm you saying like now, I know you gotta my, drop good hints. Though. I know my brother loves hats. Anybody know me know what I want. I know my brother loves hats. I get him hat, great hats every year. Whenever he, because that's what he likes. He likes yeah. hats or shoes or something sporty because he loves sports. One, it was probably about three years ago. I went out of my way. I bought him some shoes. I bought him a hat and something else. This nigga bought me two pair of Nike socks. <laughs> Ain't that like what? I said, this bucks? nigga here. <laughs> it's tripping. I wore one pair and she got, the, I had to kept the black and white and she got the black and blue. I was just like, I love this nigga to death. He probably listening. He probably be tweeting in a minute. But I, I said, this nigga bought me two pair. And I went to my but mom and I said, I'll just, never buy him nothing again. But they're just, some people are just not good gift no, givers. No, I don't want to hear it. It's not intentional. If someone, someone is telling you, you have so no you prefer, excuse. Would y'all prefer gift cards over gifts? I, I do. Yes. I don't like people buying me clothes. I would have preferred okay. that nigga, just like you said, the socks cost $16. I would have preferred <laughs> him to give me a $20 gift card <laughs> to eat somewhere yeah. than to know that he but gave me socks. Do y'all think that gift cards are impersonal? 
I feel like they're in person. Like my dad likes to give me gift cards for like Christmas and my birthday. And I just think it's in person. I'm like, just give me a gift that you think I'd like. And I'll appreciate the thought of you actually going out to find something. Opposed to just running through the Walmart checkout line, grabbing a gift card and pulling it out. I do. I I I, I can appreciate a gift receipt. I need a gift receipt. Remember JCPenney days? Yeah. Gift receipt. Everybody wants to know about that. They ain't going to like this shit. I done got a lot of shit that I just don't fucking use, man. I, I, I just don't like and it's I guess you do have to tell people but for me I'm like I'm the type of person that I feel like you don't have to tell me you don't like if I bought Rachel something right now I've never dated Rachel but I guarantee I could probably get her a hat or something just because of things I've seen her wear yeah. that she would like yeah. or a certain type of high knee boot probably I've seen her wear those I would get you something like a nice blazer or some kind of shoes like that because I see you wear multi like different types of shoes or some kind of slim fit jeans or a car to a store that I know you may shop at there's no fucking excuse when you have critical thinking it's not an excuse but you're stylish like you thinking you put that together most Maybe. men do not think that yeah. like most men don't pay attention to the hat they that don't. Rachel had yeah. on no. or, or the cute outfit that yeah. she's wearing like yeah. they just don't or and even so, Alexis I would buy her like some kind of nice funky frame glasses because I know she likes glasses and different glasses like I don't See, have, and, and I just know that yeah, you're, from but looking you, at you're somebody you're stylish most guys are like clueless when it comes even to that even Artie she'd be like do I, what, what are you no, just, maybe don't just, bother no, some no, no. two let me send you exactly what I want you to get <laughs> but I can't talk about nobody I'm horrible at giving gifts I think because I overthink it like I'm the kind of person ooh. where if you want to watch I'm like ooh I'm going to get them a badass watch yeah. I want them to wear it and be like ooh Rachel bought this yeah. I mean, you know I want them to kind of brag like ooh I get that but see I tend to overthink it then it costs too much then I don't have enough money for the next person yeah. I'm like you know what no y'all gonna have to get cards or, or something else yeah. that way I know you can buy whatever you want you start getting anxiety <laughs> yes, like it, and it stressed is out. what should have taken like 30 minutes ends up taking the whole day yes and five extra stores and you're missing sales because you know I can't do Black Friday and all them other no, ex- you know crazy sale it. days and then I'll I'll punch I, somebody I in the mouth on Black Friday I've never even been out on Black Friday I never. did it one time I ain't got the guts I did it one time to get a laptop and it was at Walmart and I was there at like four o'clock in the morning in this long ass line for the laptop. Ooh, Come find out they only had about five them damn laptops <laughs> back there and it was fifty five people in line and didn't tell nobody. So even after those five damn laptops yeah. was gone, we still waiting in line like idiots. I heard about people snatching stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. I yes. heard somebody told me uh, well, I think it was Artie said she went to a store and it was like a kid. No, it was my brother. He said he went to a store, a kid was holding his toy for his mom. And the white lady snatched the toy out of the kids. No, that was on Instagram. I ought to beat up. There's a video on Instagram. It's, it's not even that serious. It's not, no. but I'm telling you. Like, if I'm walking through the store with something, somebody just, you know, and takes them out of my... Oh, man, it's going to be a fight. First is. of all, yeah. y'all going to see me with my hands behind my back saying, yeah. free Rachel. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to beat somebody's ass. Yeah. And that's, that's what the video was. It was a, it was a um, black lady and her son walking. I think they were getting steamers at Walmart. Yeah. I think they were like 5 or $6. So the black lady had two. The son had one. Son was maybe three years old, so he's walking with it in his hand. This white lady literally runs up to the son, snatches the steamer from him and then tries to take off but then the black mom catches her with one arm and the steamer under the other arm so they sitting here fighting left and right everybody's like the white woman should have took that ass she should have but no this is what makes it this is what made it so bad so in the video when they first showed it all they showed 
was the um, black woman and the white woman kind of wrestling and fighting. Mm -hmm. And you hear the white woman saying, let me go. You're scaring me. Why are you being so aggressive? Let me go. So everybody's thinking that this black Black woman woman is is for for no reason (laughs) until you see the entire video. And then Uh, they're like, oh, shit. So that's what went down. They should have kicked her ass. The media. The it's media. the media. Yeah. It you gotta was the watch media. them motherfuckers because they. And the thing people don't understand about the media, and we know this yes. from watching and being in classes, they'll show you a, a two minute video that if you really watch the whole video, you'll know the reason, the root cause of why whatever went wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's the media's purpose to say, let's cut out that part where this white lady stole something from a black child Brett. and just show the black woman beating Beat her ass. Yep. So yep. it shows how aggressive and sexually See? aggressive that yep. black people always are for no fucking reason and we're the victim. We've been having to do this shit since Columbus and then we had to, to, to tame this uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> Indians and everything. Yep. No, motherfucker. Y'all are some tricky bitches, <laughs> yeah. man. They're going to say, oh, you can't take black people anywhere. You can't anywhere. take black people anywhere. anywhere. Like, what? Why I'm scared of fear for my life. Oh, you fear for your life because you see the, this bitch laying these haymakers <laughs> on your ass. Just don't take a steamer from yeah. me. That's all I'm asking. Don't, don't steal from me. You don't, don't steal don't from do. me, we good. But I, 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 that shit just burns me the fuck up how they portray that. I also wanted to talk about Aisha Curry, man. I don't know if y'all know about Mm. Speaking of media, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I, I just, I, I, you She's know, awesome. she basically said uh, she put out a tweet, basically talking about the way women are dressing these days, and she said, "quote Everyone's into barely wearing clothes these days. Not my style. I like to keep the good stuff covered up for the one who matters. Just looking at the latest fashion trends, I'll take classy over trending any day of the week." Sat- hashtag Saturday Night Insight. Man, the Shitstorm. Yeah, shit <laughs> yeah. hit the fan with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody was saying, you know, slut shaming. Is she slut shaming? Like, no, she's not slut shaming. She's not. She, she didn't, didn't call, call anybody any, out. Uh, she yeah. didn't call anybody out. She didn't make any, you know, didn't uh, generalize anything. She just made a, a, a statement. About her About preference. her preference. But you know what's so crazy? This generation, like, she's a married woman. So, right. like, does it really matter what she does? She has a husband. Yeah. She has a family. So, if she doesn't want to get naked in front of everybody, that's her business. Yeah. However, we feel like, oh, you don't want to take off clothes. Yeah, you're slut shaming yeah. or whatnot. But it's like. It's that damn Twitter. It is a trend, though. It is a trend. Twitter is good and bad, man. Twitter would take shit and blow it left All the way field. Up. Like, but she's just giving her preference. Yeah. And, and then what's so bad about it, it's like, she's not saying that she doesn't want to be sexy. Because if you look at, like, if you Google pictures of Aisha she's Curry, very sexy. She, she wears, you know, little mini dresses and skirts and da-da-da-da. But it's the it difference. It just ain't all hanging out. Yeah, man. So it's not like she's saying people who wear skirts are wrong or people who wear sleeveless or V-necks are mm-hmm. wrong. She's just saying that she don't want all the goodies yeah. out. And yeah. I'm like, why are we yeah. in a society where that's wrong? That's wrong. <laughs> But it's crazy because it's like, I mean, I think you should be, you know, you always have the thing where it's like, oh, women should be able to wear whatever they want to wear and be treated as women. Okay, I I get it. I get it. Sure. But at the same goddamn time, you know, even from (laughs) the Bible days, you have Jezebel and you have just, you know, Mm -hmm. Martha's of the Bible. And it's like, you can't have a woman who's fully clothed. Like, if I had y'all the women in the, in the studio and then you have women come up here with like they ass hanging out they stomach showing mm-hmm. breasts out i mean i could look at y'all and say damn y'all fine and i could look at her and say damn i fine she's fine but when i look at her i'm gonna say i want to fuck I, that's it okay. i don't care about her mind i don't care about what she can do what she's good at but i can still look at y'all and say damn they beautiful but i still may think because a man is a man at the end of the day i still still may think i want to smash but i still would like to engage in some kind of conversation and because i don't see everything that you have Mm -hmm. i'm thinking more about okay she's beautiful let me get to know this person as opposed to i just want to fuck when i see your amber rose i like amber rose 
I respect what she do with you know with the slut shaming. But every time I see Amber Rose, it's provocative dressing, and I'm always like, ooh, I would fuck the tear shit. that up. I would tear that ass <laughs> up. Before these, before those women who are like half naked, yeah. I was on Tumblr and um, it was back and forth, just like Twitter. Yeah. And a lot of women were saying, well, we're trying to uh, uh, you know appreciate our bodies. This yeah. is our way of showing that we're happy, we're comfortable. But I feel like, That's cool. you know, for me, I feel like if you're comfortable, it doesn't really matter if you are show naked or not, or not. Yeah. Right. because if you have a body or whatever, I feel like it's gonna show. And at the end of the day, <laughs> you're trying to prove it. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? You're, like, you're trying to prove to somebody that you're okay with yourself. But if you, like you said, if you're okay, why? fuck do you need to prove But if this? it was such a, you know, not a big thing as far as being naked all the time, then why is it that we sell clothes? Yeah. Yeah. If, like, if, why that, if our society was just wanted us to walk around naked, <laughs> then. I mean, that is what Jesus initially, or God initially <laughs> wanted us to do, was be butt-ass naked uh, until okay. motherfucking. So but I mean, if, but if it was acceptable, but if it was acceptable, then like you said, we wouldn't need clothes. But yeah. just imagine that shit. It's the motherfuckers I do not want to see naked. And maybe if this world would have just stayed the same and we would have been all naked and nobody would have never had the vision of nasty, yeah. like this is nasty, would, maybe we wouldn't be thinking about that. Yeah. But if we had to go to that now, oh, it'd be better. I wouldn't now. have to suck my stomach in all the time. Ooh, I can let it hang. <laughs> <laughs> just feel super comfortable. I, I, I can just let it go. Go, woo. <laughs> We I'm wouldn't have all these people with these waist trainers and oh shit on. Like, just let it loose. Yeah, because so, I mean, these days it's like with women, it's all about waist training. Yeah, like, waist training and booty shots. Skinny tees. Hair, skinny and, tees any, mm-hmm. any, yeah, all this other shit. Like if I see one more fucking Herbalife ad, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to oh blow that bitch goodness. up. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. ridiculous. Instagram. And the thing about Herbalife is you got the biggest motherfuckers saying – do Herbalife. Uh, and, then like I, and the thing I do, I scroll back through the history, and I'm like, <laughs> let me see how long they've been on this Herbalife. Right. Two years? Two fucking years, and you still 180 pounds? <laughs> My chest hurts. <laughs> yeah. Like, two years, and you selling Herbalife, and you still 180. Ah, you may want to pick and something else And all you're doing is drinking shakes. All you're doing mm-hmm. is drinking shakes. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Nah. <laughs> but, you know, some people fuck up, because what they'll do is, I knew a person that would drink shakes in the morning, drink shakes in the evening, and when I say that motherfucking dinner would be lit, <laughs> whatever they she want, would, she would get all she would get all twenty six hundred calories it in was. that one goddamn meal. It's just like, bitch, you are defeating the fucking purpose for doing this shit. But why are those Herbalife people so aggressive, though? All those like pyramid people are yeah. aggressive. I had a homegirl. Uh, hopefully she's not listening to this, but uh, <laughs> no shade. She was no shade at all. But she was running. She did. I don't think it's Herbalife, but it's something that yeah. she does. And and they had a special with the wraps. Yeah. And so it was, it was like buy um, one set of wraps and you get one free. So you really get eight wraps for like fifty nine dollars. What the fuck are you gonna do with eight wraps? I don't know. You wear them like every so many weeks. What it's supposed to minimize the mid area, yeah. like stomach, right? So I'm like, okay, shit. Let me go ahead and order them. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a good deal. That's girl. a good deal, right? So I hit her up and I'm like, hey, I want to try to order these, but it's all these catches and shit to get these these eight wraps for fifty nine dollars. I gotta get fifty nine dollars. Then I gotta pay for some membership. That's a monthly fee of fifty dollars. All this extra shit. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I thought I just want to get in the eight rounds of $59. Yeah. I don't want all this extra shit. She's like, okay, cool. But we also got this. <laughs> we got this for $30. We got this for $45. I'm like, no, I just want the wraps. But did you look at the website? Because it has this By and this. By the time you I don't want <laughs> That's what the Sirius Satellite like, lady did to no, me this morning. I don't want that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Sirius Satellite hit me up and it was like, hey, your thing is, uh, you have about a month left. I was like, no, correction. That shit was up last month. She was like, well, <laughs> I want to go ahead and get you signed up for this uh, Sirius Satellite. Do you listen to Sirius Satellite? I was like, no. Nah. She was like, well, I can go ahead and point you in the right direction for a couple of channels. I was like, I, I download my own music. I listen to podcasts. Like, I don't need any help. She's like, but let me help. I was like, ma'am, I don't need anything. 
I'm not paying you fifty dollars for five months or six months or whatever it is. They're it's like you said, they're they're worse than fucking Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> I had one of them motherfuckers come to the door one day trying to tell me about Jesus, and I was telling him about Jesus. And then when I told this nigga about Jesus, he wanted to tell me more about Jesus, and I was like, bro. I know this nigga. I'm aware of him. I know that he it. lives. And I tried to shut the door, and he stuck his foot in the door. And I said, dude, if you do not you move your fucking out. foot out the door. What this Devil, like? all, Jesus always has an adversary. You better, this, this shit about to raise up. You better back up. But they, it's too fucking aggressive. That's why yeah. I can never do sales, man. Me neither. I'm, not, I'm like, look, if you want it, you're going to buy it. I'll and be a broke motherfucker yeah. if I'm on commission. I, I don't want to exactly. buy shoes today. All right. I work in you want to buy some shoes? I'm just like, okay, you going to get something? No, I'm just looking. And right. I keep it moving. Yeah. And then your manager comes to you and says, you got to be a little bit more aggressive. Nope. You got to be a little bit more assertive. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, I could do retail, like JCPenney's, yeah. where I'm getting paid by yeah. the hour. But if you paying me by how much I sell, yeah. hang it I'm, up. No. <laughs> See these, how these bills work. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I have to tell people, you know, now that I think about it, I've heard a lot of people, even my mom talks about it, and I hear other people talk about it, and I've even been guilty of saying when you walk in a store and nobody speaks to you, you're kind of like, damn, is it because I'm black? You don't think I can afford this shit? And now I had to reassess that just listening to this conversation. I'm yeah. like, when I worked at JCPenney's and shit like that, I, I didn't ask nobody. motherfuckers. I just wanted them eight hours to go the fuck yes. by. Yes. I didn't want to help nobody, I bitch. I didn't want you there. touching a shirt because yeah. I don't want to refold that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So get the fuck out. Really? Do what you're going to do. Look, if bitch, and get look, out don't the stuff. Touch. And then, don't touch. And then when you, some people, when you walk in, you're like, damn, I just want to look. I don't need you all up on me. I yeah. I just want to fucking look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lady come in and, um, you know, I was explaining to her, hey, you know, we have sales and stuff yeah. like, I can read. Oh, bitch. Okay. I won't tell you <laughs> nothing else. I guarantee you about five minutes later, can I get a dressing room? Uh, nah, you know, I can't help you with I that. I can direct that. you to somebody yeah. else, though, because yeah. you wouldn't let me finish my speech at the beginning yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about the sales. Yeah. Right. See, my patience with people, I'm like, I don't know how I'm still doing yeah. it. Yeah. I try to listen to people <laughs> because when I've worked those jobs, like, you know, like uh, telecommunications and being in call uh-huh. centers, I try to be nice when people call and try to sell things because I've been on that end where I at least had to call somebody for a car. Like, I remember calling, I forgot, I think I worked at City Morgan and it was this dude. He had to have bread but he was like three months behind and it was 75 grand so it was twenty five thousand dollars a month for his home so oh. i was like okay when he called <laughs> me no no i was like what did he get yeah. <laughs> it was his house but even a house you know to pay 25 grand a month i was like okay so he was trying to set up arrangements and you know i'm just cool i don't give a fuck it's your house i mean i ain't i'm getting paid like 15 dollars an hour this shit ain't nothing so he was like hey i'm calling in to pay this and i'm like all right well you're 90 days past due at 120 you know the rigmarole hey we're gonna have to send this bitch over to foreclosure well you probably make it eight dollars living in your mom's basement and i'm like this ain't about me bro like why <laughs> did why you why are you trying to insult me Be- your you shit three months behind because you about to be you know proposed. what i'm saying because he wanted to pay 50 grand and i'm just thinking like i don't give a fuck if i'm rich like i just ain't trying to buy a house for 5.4 million dollars yeah. for yeah. what yeah I, it ain't that much and they're not they never there like, never there never there yeah, and I, they have about five because of them. it's not even just the mortgage when they get those houses. You got to look at your light bill, yeah. your water, your insurance for that bitch, taxes on it, homeowners, no. and the neighborhood, and no, I'll yeah. pass. I don't want none. But with the Aisha Curry thing too, I wanted I, I wanted to get back because on stature, I think it was stature.com, they were saying how important it is to have the Amber Roses though. And they meant it like to have the like to have it from a perspective of like the lady in the street and the freak in the bed. But I was like, it's hard to find that because it's like you have the lady in the street, but sometimes it doesn't correlate to the freak in the bed or you have the freak in the bed, but they don't know how to be a woman. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the last thing I'm trying to take do is take people out or take a woman out who don't know what the salad fork from a steak <laughs> fork. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I'm just not trying to deal with that. So it's like you have to be able to find that. You know, like, I like Amber Rose. It's just like I said, if I was dating her or if that was my type of girl, like, 
I feel like she would look so much better. Like, I've seen pictures. If you go look through, you know, Google, it's pictures of her dressed up classy yeah. to go out to eat. And I, when I see her like that, to me, it's more enticing than it is when she's half naked. Yeah. It's just some about, like you said, seeing somebody that's beautiful as her with the curves. You know what I'm Correct. saying? Like, just reckless inside of a dress. Like, that's amazing to me. I think a lot of women kind of know that that's just the, that is the best look because it's like – Sometimes when you see somebody, maybe they have a short skirt on, but yeah. their top is covered up. Yeah. Or maybe if they have the, you know, the that top showing, the legs are covered. You pick and choose. So yeah. a lot of women do get that. Like yeah. a little bit to the imagination um, is good. But then there are some women who just feel like, let, 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 hey, let just it, let it hang. hang. Yeah. The mode can show. Like all these sheer dresses that are on Instagram. Those the uh, cutouts and Ooh, the shears. Stop it. It I'm was like, one girl. I don't know. It was a gay guy that posted the video of a girl shaking her ass. And you know, I try not to get caught up in the thirst traps, but goddamn it, <laughs> I was like a fat rat in a cheese trap. I was like, shit, this motherfucker make me want to DM her, and I ain't never hit no direct <laughs> message. I'm like, fuck. I mean, have to figure out how that works. Yeah, I was like, this man, I just have an appreciation for women. Yeah. Period. And like seeing that video, it was one of them things where, like I say, it's unfortunate because she was a beautiful girl. She had a nice body. She could move. But it was like all I could think about was I want to have sex with this chick. But it's like she's probably so much more than that. But how do you not objectify her? You know what? Okay, going back to the tweet, she was, I felt like Aisha, or not Aisha, but uh, she was saying it from the point of, you know, appealing to the younger women. Yeah. Because, like, me and my yeah. age group, that's all we see. Yeah. You know, right. you got the Instagram girls who dress like that. So yes. we feel like that's something we have to that, compete uh, yeah, with. Yeah. However, y'all are talking about, you know, steak fork from this fork yeah a lot of people weren't taught that yeah mm -hmm. so with that being said it's like people want the freak in the bed and all this but it's like we can't even get the woman part together <laughs> yeah. we don't have women who <laughs> knows to, you know to look up to yeah, yeah. And, and figure no out Huxley what is the responsibility shout of out a to woman. the flotus yeah. <laughs> she's just the epitome yes. yeah. right yeah. Yeah. like She's, she's awesome. Though. Somebody argued. It was like, she's not attractive. I was like, you out of your fucking Man. mind. That's because you're a hater. Whoever you said out that. of your mind. I was looking and I was just like, Michelle Obama is gorgeous. She man. got her yeah. stuff all the way together. Like, it's just amazing. Snatched. Everything. It's amazing, man. Educated. Knows about black women. Know Beautiful. how to empower yeah. people. Still down to earth. Yes. Can Care cook. about people. Can cook. Work out. Can dress rap. it up. Dress it down. <laughs> yeah, like, man. She's just. Yeah. Obama, you lucky mother. <laughs> <laughs> First president. Then got a bad black yes. woman. Who's actually doing something? A bad doing black something. woman, not a bad bitch. A bad <laughs> black woman. But, God damn. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm like you. I like the Amber Rose and stuff like that. However, that's just not my style. Yeah. You know, right. I don't feel like competing with that. Plus, you know, I ain't sipping on skinny tea all day to be up there to taking a, half naked. I gotta eat a burger. You're gonna be like this girl. Mm -mm, that ain't the same girl because you know my filters be changing. I don't have time. For sure. <laughs> don't let that pretty face fool ya. That girl, she's hot like fire Don't judge your book just off the cover That girl right there, she'll right, man, we want to talk about, like, the hate crime. It was a hate crime. Well, you know what? Let me, let me, this is a black show. Rewind. Yeah, let me read. I don't want to <laughs> label people. That's there was how a crime committed. Yeah, that was a crime committed. Out in Plano, Texas, and it was uh, Muslim homes in Plano were vandalized by rocks being thrown through the windows of their homes. The police report says it was mischief and attempted robbery. <sighs> the reason I said 
that it was a hate crime. They said it wasn't a hate crime. They wanted to stay away from that. But I was just like, we all know what's going on right now with the Islamophobe and the Muslims and ISIS, ISIS and, and mm -hmm. everything else. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reason I feel like white people in Plano have right. been throwing, or kids in Plano, throwing rocks to their window. Why the fuck is it attempted robbery when you're throwing rocks through somebody's window? Then you didn't take anything. Did no. they catch the people? No, they no. haven't. Oh, okay. You know, I was like, and, well, that's why it's not a hate yeah. crime then, because they don't want those people prosecuted. Exactly. Like so that. it's been several people, uh, it's been several Muslim homes or families that have been vandalized over the last uh, couple of weeks to a month, you know, ever since the thing, everything with ISIS has been taken off. I just feel like it's sad because they don't even, not all Muslims are those type of Muslims. Yeah. They don't even believe that radical shit that, you know, ISIS is doing. And then on top right. of that, they're not even there. You know, right. that's like things happen in Africa or yeah. something, and it's like, oh, you're and black. So, yeah, I'm them. like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. I'm not there, you know. I just, and you want to label them a terrorist, and the thing that everybody's been talking about is like, if you're going to name all Muslims terrorists, then we can name all white people for being terrorists. KKK. Or uh, all KKK yeah. or racist, and yeah. then a list of other stuff that we can I think name. it was eight cadets in South Carolina. Did you hear about that? They got, um, they were kicked out of the service because they were caught on pictures with uh, sheets over their head, like KKK claiming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, saw a, a quick picture of that, but I didn't get to read the story. Yeah, they kicked yeah. them out, and they're, they're trying to decide if they want to let them back in because of, you know, that, that message that they, they uh, put out there. But, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, like I say, terrorists and this shit. It's like when you you almost know crimes when you hear them on the news. Yep. Mm -hmm. A man um, shot his wife and then turned around and shot his family. That could be black or white. A man robs a liquor store. Niggas like to drink liquor. <laughs> Malt liquor, Coke 45, Out of 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we pretty much know. Uh, little Johnny got stolen or Joan Benet Ramsey was taken and we never found her again. We heard about a pedophilia. But that's white people. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. A man uh, cut his whole wife up and family up and put him in a box and trotted across Montana white. all the way to California. He's white. Yeah, <laughs> that is so prejudiced. I mean, but that's what they <laughs> but do. But it's not the case, though. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're saying anybody <laughs> we just, can do it. Are we just throwing the shit out No, because I'm, I say that to say, because there have been some of the craziest yeah. crimes that I we would have I thought the DC sniper was white. Were, I mean, I'm yeah. saying, you know, I thought the go nigga there, was white. thought he was white. And then it was a crime with the, um, a guy who killed his mom, yeah. cut her heart out, and ate it. You would have thought that that was a white was guy. Was that nigga Indian? It was a black dude. Uh, it was a regular. It was a regular brother so there is so many things he was out off his there. meds yeah I'm sorry, i don't believe it <laughs> <laughs> he had to be off his meds he literally murdered her cut her heart out and ate it this is his mom's and this yeah. is just a regular that black medicaid kid. had to cap out <laughs> nah, that's, that don't even count no when it comes to that that ain't race no more yeah. Yeah. That ain't race. This nigga crazy. yeah like that don't even count <laughs> this nigga is crazy we can't, we, I'm, too, I'm just saying that we cannot <laughs> but you know when you think that though it's like <laughs> we okay. are educated people we yeah. cannot you say have to that. think outside what white people are educated but they always want to put things in a small box and, yeah, and think I, that way i mean it's kind of like uh, you know a guy shot up a whole movie theater during batman no i don't give a damn i don't care you're going to you're going to persuade me that nigga was black I can see a white dude shooting up people in a Batman well, movie. What black person gonna pay for something to shoot people? He shoot people. He not. He we don't waste time. If I lose a twenty dollar bill, I feel like my whole life is out of order. Because it had. I need to it find that twenty dollar bill. Yes. I'm checking pants that I ain't. You you know when you're looking for a twenty dollar bill, you check pants and places that you know goddamn well you have Your not been. Not but be. there are weird places that I've found money like in things that I've misplaced. <laughs> I remember opening up the refrigerator one time and found my remote. 
I okay. was like, how yeah, the no, fuck no, did you my trip remote it. get in the refrigerator? I was drinking. And I was going to say, actually yeah. very easy because yeah, I've had, done it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a drink in my hand and I was going to get another one and, and put one away. And y'all see why we call him that. Uncle Ant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you be able to put that down and put something and else put something out. Else and next there. thing you know, the remote is hidden. Yeah. My, yeah, my mind don't work like it used to. It used to be good, but it is, it's tapping out, man. <laughs> it's reaching its full capacity. I told Artiz, I was like, I got to start reading some books. Hey, no shame. You're a busy man. Shit is tapping out. I got to Yeah, I got to expand that motherfucker. I'm at a cap right now. I got to move some shit around and compartmentalize. But it's done. But, yeah, I, I felt like with the hate crime, you know, I felt like I called it a hate crime because I was like, with everything going on, it's pretty much, it, you know what it is. You're throwing right. rocks through somebody's window. You're intimidating them. You know what I'm saying? And like I just talked about, you know, my car being broken into. That shit, it fucks with your um, psyche. psyche and you don't feel like it's a safe space. You right. know what I'm saying? So are you throwing rocks through somebody's window or just going in their house and taking one thing, even if it's just sending a message that right. we can come in and do this at any time. And You're not was, safe here. It was only Muslims' house that of them? It was only Muslims' yeah. house. So, how's that so I, I Googled the um, definition of a hate crime, yeah. and it says it's a crime motivated by racial, sexual, or other prejudice typically involving violence. Hate mm-hmm. crime. If it's is in Plano and only the Muslim houses are the ones that's being vandalized, crime. that falls under the de- definition of a hate crime. Yeah. Now, my just assumption, the reason why they don't want to call it, like I said earlier, is because mm-hmm. you probably have an idea of who did it, mm-hmm. and you do not want these kids to be, what is it, uh, charged yeah. as a hate crime. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, my name is Bobby, and <laughs> it is what the it chief is. of police in Plano's name is Johnny, and I know Bobby, me and Bob, Johnny went to school together, mm-hmm. and it's Bobby's kid, it's my kid. I think I'm going to talk to Johnny and say, hey, Johnny, just leave this shit out of the news. I'm, I'll reprimand him. We, don't we, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. We you have though they have those kind of connections. But over the you know last couple of weeks, it's been a different story if it happened like a day or two, and it's, it's like okay, right we talked to the kids. Right over the situation yeah. with ISIS but right it's now. just like keeps going on for weeks, and then with so much going on, it's like really, do you think they're talking to people? No, they're trying to hide you know the evidence basically yeah. right. at yeah. this point, and. and Make it seem like it's not a hate crime, that it's just people out here just messing with everybody's home. Yeah. You just said it was Muslims. Just Muslims. Mm-hmm. So, what are y'all really trying to do? Yeah. You know? It's like when them, whoever them young kids broke in my car, I was like, damn, they targeted me. Yeah. But then I came outside <laughs> and I was like, damn, they robbed dude down the street. They kicked those somebody else. And I was telling somebody, and they was like, where do you live in the hood? I'm like, nah, I don't live in the hood. Niggas yeah. is just out here wilding these yeah. days. And then I went to work and it was white people talking about it in University Park that people are taking like the third row seat of uh, SUVs and. Uh, taking toys out the train. I'm like, why the fuck are you still an SUV? First of all, the third seat. They still in the road. Oh, yeah, because those running for a, a three, Like three right racks yeah. on the streets. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the insurance don't pay for them, I don't think. And still in, uh, still in uh, the back of the bed trucks. Like, if you got a, like, a, a pickup, they taking the, oh, okay. the back yeah, latch off of yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? It's too much time. What are y'all doing with I don't know. I don't know. We got about five minutes left. I want to, uh, we haven't done uh, Put Them On Notice in a while, a segment I call Put Them On Notice. And it's basically putting motherfuckers on notice who need to be told and and just a prime example christian was asking me about it on break i was like you know you put people on notice like don't wear black shoes with white socks type of thing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying don't wear tennis shoes with a suit so my put them on notice i want to say let your kids be kids i see too many adults uh especially with their girls putting makeup on like little girls and all of this shit like allow them to grow the fuck up yes. it's like did you see that um instagram picture that said a lot of y'all single mothers out there be dressing y'all sons like men <laughs> like the, the, the man, uh, you man that left yeah. <laughs> that left you you know giving them these kind of haircuts like, what? i saw a nigga with sideburns like, okay. and i'm like, why like just he? like your baby daddy girl <laughs> 
How a seven-year-old got sideburns? Right. Ah, right. No. Peach fuzz. It's gold. You know how when do, they hurt me gold? How do little girls have the contour face and the weaves? And I'm like, okay, nah, aren't y'all supposed to be playing with Barbie dolls? Too and, early. Yeah. You know, and, and put on the press-on nails. Yeah. Like, what's going Too much on? Going on? Don't let them have no perm, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them have don't no fucking perm. <laughs> Go natural. And don't put no tracks in their head Please at that don't. age. I hate don't. seeing little girls with the braids in their hair. It's fucking up their shit. Not the braid. like Not like the cornrows to the scalp braids. But I mean, like the hanging braids. Like the box braids and stuff when they're two and three years old. I'm like, their hair is not even strong enough for that. Yes. You just ruin them. Really, nobody here is strong enough, yes. but you know. <laughs> yeah, I just say let the kids be the kids, man. Hold so, your oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to ask, so what are we all supposed to say? If you got something, you got to put them on notice. I, I, I just made up one. That's but good. Um, just because we in Dallas, I just want to say put them on notice that just because the weather gets warm for one day does not mean that we can wear shorts and flip flops. Oh, Tank top, yeah. or when it's cold, yeah. you have on a sweatshirt with shorts or open toe shoes. But that's like, mostly white people. I do no. want I, I do want to understand how white people do that. Our like thoughts. it'll be thirty degrees, <laughs> and they'll have on like short shorts, and then they'll have like a hoodie. And I'm like, and flip flops. Well, just take the fucking hoodie off. <laughs> yeah, what, it's what's like the a point? temperature change in your body. Like <laughs> I don't. I thought it was one whole thing. Like I maybe because we live in Texas, they're like, you know what? I can put my slides out and stuff like. Yeah, no, later today. Yeah. Man, yeah. Because I know if it drops to 65, I see all kind of boots. And I'm like, scarves. <laughs> and I'm like, scarves. I'm like, it ain't Parkas. even hit that point yet. It ain't even that I ain't going to lie. That's me. I'm like, ooh, any opportunity is down to 60, girl. I'm about to pull out the trench coats. <laughs> Anthony knows he sees me. Why she got all that on? You know, because you know to. what? You dress better in the wintertime. You do. I mean, you, you, do. Can, you can style it up a little bit. Everybody trying to be cool and, you know. And, Layers. And, 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 yeah. In the, winter, in the summertime, you're trying to be cool and chill and make sure you're not too hot. But in the, in the wintertime, you could do it all. You could have a hat on with a scarf and some glasses and a jacket and some mm-hmm. boots and a belt and whatever else under the clothes. Uh, yeah. I just Styled want... by Anthony. No, no, man. <laughs> oh, man. Another put them on notice is, and this goes back, and I, this came to mind with the Aisha thing, and I've had this uh, situation within the last six months with myself. If someone says something negative or positive while generally speaking and it offends you, don't get mad at the person. Change your way of doing things yes. and shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 like you say, a hit dog gonna holler. If somebody is generally speaking and it has nothing to do with you and they don't know you, or even if they know you but they didn't say your name and you get offended by it, maybe you should change your shit. Yeah, can, can, we, can we just add on there just stop being so sensitive? God damn like, it. Everything is not about you. And then on and top of that, they know we're in a, a media, you know, kind of business. You gotta talk. Don't tell us no stories, because yeah, I mean, I'm a happy story. Maybe yeah. out there. You're a great but example. See, the reason I do that exactly, <laughs> but the reason I do that is because, and I had, que- I'm gonna have to do this probably another time, but I had questions from listeners. I may have to address it next week because we're running out of time. God damn it, I had some good questions too. But <laughs> write it. them down. Don't forget now. Yeah. You put the remote yeah. in the uh, free head, <laughs> so we don't need you messing up for next week. Damn, I can't. I, I damn sure forgot, man. But we gotta wrap it up and. um you're, you guys, in the, the royalty is done for now? It's done, but if you are still tuned into the royalty and you want to check it out for next semester, um, Lex is doing her own show called Lex in the Box. So, so do y'all have all the recordings? Uh, we have all the recordings for the previous show, yes. Do y'all know how many y'all have done? Damn. Y'all haven't put it on no, SoundCloud? Put me on no, I'm asking because <laughs> the reason I say that is because, like, why like syndicate them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. To where when you guys pick back up uh-huh. or whatever you guys are doing, it gives people that opportunity to listen to your show and kind of build that following. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. Like, so if you have some, you can send some to me. I don't mind editing them and putting some on the uh, website to where yeah. people can listen and hear you guys to where when it picks back up. Mm-hmm. They and, already know, have something left off. Yeah, okay. you know, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to recruit you. Brian has been trying to recruit you, so we're trying to work you in here to see what we Ooh. can get going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we'll be talking about that and working on that. Uh, 
where can they find you on social media? Um, you can find me at XXX Rachel. It ain't nasty. It ain't uh, nasty. But every time I see XXX, yeah. I'm like, you know, I ran out of a name, <laughs> username for Rachel. Yeah, you got to fix it up because there's so many out there. <laughs> but uh, XXX Rachel, uh, double L's. Last E and XXX after that, and that's the same one for all platforms. I want to say Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, all that. Twitter. Don't follow right. me on Snapchat. Don't don't do that. <laughs> no. Different woman. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and where can they find you on social media, Coop? I am at Chrissy K R I S S Y Coopwood. Instagram only, kiddos. All right, and you can find me at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And always hit us up at www.therealityis.com. And if you have any questions or remarks about the shows that we do, hit us up at info at therealityis.com. That's T H A, therealityis.com. And let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you want to talk about, want us to talk about any kind of topics or anything like that, or if you want us to come to a city near you. Also, Remember, inhale courage to exhale success, and that is our show, kiddos, and we'll check you guys out next week. Have a good one. Oh, what, what was that? I was going to say the toy drive one more time. Oh, yeah, we close. need to do that toy drive. Yeah, Make sure you come time. out uh, tonight to Deep Ellen Brewery from 6 to 10 o'clock where we're doing our first annual Toys for Tots, and that'll be at 2823 St. Louis Street in Dallas, Texas, 75226. Be, be sure to bring a damn toy. Yes. I mean, kids need toys, <laughs> man. We know Christmas ain't all about that, but make sure that you bring a toy and make sure you can put a uh, smile on the kid's face. You're getting a free beer for the shit anyway. <laughs> I'll let you. Hope to see you guys Hey man, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. I want to give a shout out to all the people who help keep the show going. My production team consists of Jessica Henderson, Artesia Swindle, Christian Coopwood, Gabrielle Johnson. Thanks for this week's guest, Rachel Garrett and Alexis. I also want to say anybody who said that black women aren't beautiful, you out your fucking mind. Shout out to Serena Williams getting the Sports Center, uh, Sports Illustrated, my bad, Sports Illustrated, Sports Person of the Year, man. Salute to that black beautiful goddess. And also, and to all the black women who doubt yourselves or how about, about how beautiful you are, man, you're beautiful as shit. Look in the mirror every day, smile, look at yourself and know that you're worthy of anything and everything you want. And if you run across a black man or any kind of man who doesn't feel like you're enough, Fuck that dude and keep it moving. The reality is, you better off without him. Hey man, I hope to hear about uh, hear back from you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed the show and let's keep this shit going forward. I'm out this bitch. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.